0: Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Chronicles of Fey. Breathe deeply. Close your eyes. Get comfortable. And allow yourself to drift away. Just drift in this moment of peace. Calm assurance. Let yourself just soar. Let us enjoy a magical moment together in the Chronicles of Faith. Well, everyone, this is your hostess, Faye Wild. let us just breathe together, just breathe together while I call in the elements, shall I? Earth, we thank you for your growth for your truth, for your stability. Air, we thank you for your intuition, your creativity, your peace. Fire, we thank you for your courage, your passion, and will. Water, we thank you for your healing of mind, body, and spirit the ability to change and the ability of rebirth life or divine we thank you for the life giving force that is within all of us the power to seek beyond ourselves in the realm of spirit and the passion to do what we need to do Light, we thank you for your illumination of the truth, whatever it is for each of us. We thank you for your moonlight and starlight, and we also thank you for the power of revelation, magic we thank you for the gifts to create, the gifts of inspiration and the gifts that give us peace to do to think to act and to continually walk the spiral of life so would it be chalice of love as from below so it is above wonder of magic the holy shrine is blessed WONDER OF MAGIC WONDER OF MAGIC WONDER OF MAGIC WONDER OF MAGIC MY HEART IS FULL WITH TRUTH AND LOVING OUR CIRCLE CALL Cast the cone Wonder of magic We gather nigh To celebrate with All the spirits of the night Come we this hour To the holy bower Our hearts inspire With wand and censor We call the elements With peace and light That comes inside Wonder of magic Wonder of love shall be above. With merry-making, our right is done, our intentions noble, let the feast begun. Wonder of magic, wonder of it oh greetings everyone I thought about um, doing a little meditation that will be going pretty well with the ritual that will be um, put up later in the podcast. Directly after this meditation. So, I'd like you to breathe deeply. And as you breathe out, let all that tension go. Leave your body. Let your mind relax. Let your mind and body just be here in this time of peace and now and as <clears throat> as you do relax you become of a you become aware of a gently flowing, Spring with a campfire beside it, the sounds of nature all around you, filling you with that peace and joy that you associate with this time of meditation. And as you notice the surroundings around you, the sun is slowly sinking And it's paused in the sky The air is warm and gentle And the campfire and the little spring give you a peaceful feeling And as you walk towards the campfire you notice being there and this being is a man and he's very tall and cloaked in a mossy green cloak and beside him is a woman in a autumn shifting colored cloak of all Golds and oranges and browns, and with just a little bit of green. And as you walk toward them, you feel obligated to, you know, lower the head respectfully because this power that's radiating from them, you feel that all around you. They ask you to share their fire, but not just yet. They direct you, uh, they direct you toward a gateway. And this gateway is made entirely out of branches and woven leaves and ivy and flowers. And the flowers and leaves are still alive and the branches even show that they're still blossoming and and budding and blossoming of flowers and fruits and as you walk forward to this gate the man gives you a challenge he says dare you enter the gate And you hesitate for just a moment because you don't know what to expect from this gate. What is it going to take you to? What is it going to do to you? And so as you breathe, you notice that that gate uh, that gate has a little latch on it. And the latch is made out of a simple branch uh stuck into the, into the notch that keeps it closed. Just a simple lot, latch. And making up your mind, you decide to go forward. And the lady stops you and says, What you will find beyond is your own journey. But you must find the balance. And so, with that, the Lady and the Lord, they walk behind you as you open the latch. The gate swings back, gently, to let you in. And as you walk forward, you notice that the forest, the little stream, the fire, have all vanished. And what lies before you is a labyrinth, but you don't know quite what it looks like. You just see ahead of you a twisty pathway made of trees that are growing together with uh, crystals lining the path, giving it light. And then the Lord, he steps before you and he says, dare you enter this labyrinth, for the challenges here within will test your mettle. And you must maintain the balance. And you assure them that yes, you'd like to walk this labyrinth. And so you walk bored, slowly, carefully feeling your way because the sky is dim and the only light you're getting is from these crystals and you are paused in the labyrinth by a fork and you can only go two ways you can only go three ways, you can go back you can go left or you can go right and as you walk forward and you notice the fork there is a creature that sits in the center of the fork and she's a spider and her web is very is very well done it looks like it's just been it's been created So it's a beautiful glittering web and you know that if you walk bored you will destroy the web. But you have to get past it somehow. And so the spider asks you a question. Now this this meditation I try to make them individualized so the questions are usually very heartfelt and deep and spiritual. So the this, this spider says, her, before I ask this question, you have two choices. You can either blunder to the left and forget me and this web, but you'll, you'll destroy my web. Or you can answer my question and walk to the right. Either way, up to you and so the spider asks her question and you have to choose to answer it or to or to uh, not and if you choose not to you blunder on through the left and your body is covered in spiderweb and if you choose to answer her question, you—the spider lifts a leg, and the web parts for you. And you continue on. And as you continue on down this pathway, you notice uh, more forks to the left and to the right. And none of these are guarded, and you get the strange feeling that you shouldn't take any of these. And so you walk forward, just keep walking straight ahead. And as you keep walking straight ahead, pause. Because next on the path is a... Pixie. And the pixie is... She's... she's alright. She's not a little tiny cute thing, but she definitely... She's got dark wings, silver hair, and... She's very... Coldly gazes at you. And says... I have a question as well. If you choose not to answer it... If you choose not to answer it, you will have to do a test for me. And this test will will test your mettle. If you answer my question, however... You may pass only after you walk across this bridge. And she shows you a bridge that is mostly decayed. Except for a few strats down the center. And between the strats is a thick rope. So part of the bridge, you have to walk across a thick rope. So you pause and you ask. Alright, I'll answer your question or okay I won't. For those of you guys who don't, the ground just falls and you're on another pathway. Now, for you who answer her question. She asks her question. And you're, you're directed to walk along the bridge. She gives you a piece of advice. She says, keep the balance within your heart. Keep the balance within your heart. And as you walk across the bridge, you see below you, different scenes, where imbalance has been allowed to, to, uh, corrupt. And if you agree with the imbalances, you start to sway a bit. But if you see the balance in these different scenarios that you're seeing, you'll walk straight and true through the pathway. Once you get past the bridge, you walk forward. And you see a table in the center of this clearing. And sitting before the table is a creature. She's a dragon. And she's sitting before this table. And she says uh, to you, This will be your final question. If you decide not to answer it, your journey will end here and now. And you will you will have left the pathway. If you do answer the question, you will be given a potion to pass the final gauntlet. And on the table are several vials of potion. It's a blue, almost indigo-looking potion with flecks of gold in it. And as you listen to the dragon, she asks your question. For those of you who have de- who decide not answer the ground opens up and you are left back in the clearing. For those of you guys who answer the question, dragon nods and hands you a potion. And it gestures you forward. The table in fact comes apart. And as it does, it dissolves, and dragon disappears. And you walk forward. And finally, you come to this chasm beneath you. This bright, like, huge chasm. And down in the midst of the chasm are burning flames and lava and nuts sort of nice things. And as you stare down into the chasm, you start to notice that the beings who have been on this journey with you, the pixie, the spider, and the dragon, all are next to you. And the spider says, there are three things you need to pass this chasm. The pixie says you'll need a strand of the web which represents connectivity connectivity with everyone and everything around you the dragon says from the pixie you need a feather from her wings this represents hope hope that things will get better the spider says from the dragon you need a scale the scale represents perseverance and then as they stand there you wonder how am I gonna get a piece of web a pixie feather and a scale and two choices come to you can either push them into the chasm and hope that as you do you'll get what you want or you can ask For those of you guys who ask the spider gives you a section of web the dragon one of her glittering scales and the pixie a feather for those of you guys who uh, do the opposite well you don't end up getting any of the objects and the chasm uh, buckles beneath you and Instead of putting, purling you into flames, it takes you back to the clearing. Those of you guys who stayed behind and asked, you go, uh, how is a pixie feather, a spiderweb, and a scale going to make me cross this chasm? The spider says, place the piece of web on the ground with a part of it overhanging the chasm. And as you do, you notice that the web grows. It stays silky. It stays luminescent, You know, it, but it does thicken as it grows. OK, you say, what do I do with the pixie feather? And the, the pixie says, put the feather in your hair. And as you do, as you do, you notice that your feet will become very light so as not to break the web. All right, you say out and you put the feather in your hair. And you notice that as you step forward, not quite at the edge, but as you step forward, you notice that your feet are very, very light. Now what do I do with the scale, you ask? And the dragon says, put the scale in your pocket. And if any creatures come to derail you from your bridge, you may stab them with it and they will fall. And so you walk forward. And soon you notice a few creatures trying to waylay you, but you you can pass You can pass the web. You can pass on the web. Light as air. And with the dragon scale you do fend off. And as you walk across the bridge You notice that you come to the end of it. The chasm and you find yourself back in the clearing with the man and the woman and the fire and they ask you will you share with our f- will you share our fire with us now and you oblige, because it's as you notice it's been a long journey that you've been on It's been a very long and tiring journey. And so you sit down and they ask you, have you learned anything? Have you experienced anything? And would you like to share if you have? And once you've finished speaking with them, They offer you food and drink. They say if you wish to leave us now you may. But we would like to have food and drink with you. And so when you finish with that they bid you a fair and fond farewell. And you walk back through the gate. You walk through the gate. And let's take a deep breath in. Stretch. Lift your arms if you can. Open your eyes if you can. Take a nice, deep, cleansing breath once more. And give yourself time to orient back into the present. Hello, everyone. This is your hostess, Faye Wild, And I thought about doing a ritual to honor all of the stuff that has happened lately with, um, you know, with the the stuff in Afghanistan, the Haiti earthquake, and just calling for healing and preservation of this planet, and you know, so I thought about doing a small ritual to honor that and to to be thankful um, for what I have and and the things that that you know we need to address and so you're going to get a full animistic circle with all of the (coughs) elemental callings and everything Um, and even if you aren't animistic or you're just curious but don't quite believe exactly the way I do um, perhaps we can find some common ground here so this circle I'm going to cast the full circle. Because in the podcast, I do call on the elements to be with us during the podcast. And then I thank them at the end, usually. So this podcast episode is um, is a ritual to honor that. Okay. Source of all life that is everywhere. Birthplace of all gods and goddesses. Divine space of all knowing, all wisdom, all goodness, all joy, all peace, and all perfection. Be with us here and now in this rite, this ritual. Hail and welcome. Mother Nature, Lady of all fertility, Queen of fertile fields, and standing crop, lady of forests, lady of animals, lady of healing nature, be with us now. Hail and welcome. Dark God, Lord of all decay, Lord of the other side of nature, Lord, who is the place of wildness and untamed growth. Be with us now. Hail and welcome. Earth that is around us, an earth that sustains us, place of winter and midnight place of emerald place of the powers of the bear come be with us now hail and welcome power of air that is all around us giver of intellect power of power of crystals power of the golden eagle power of dawn and spring be with us here and now hail and welcome fire that is all around us power of fire that has the power to create and destroy power of passion and will and desire power of the lion power of summer and noontide be with us now hail and welcome water that is all around us power of the west power to change and flow and create and heal power of rebirth power of autumn and sunset power of the dolphin be with us now hail and welcome power of life, which is the center of all things. It is the driving force that keeps us going, the life-affirming power of the divine that we all worship, whoever that is for each of us. Power of center, space, time, and timelessness. Power of the hidden places, known and unknown. Power of the unseen worlds. Power of the Unicorn. Be with us now. Hail and welcome. Light of sunlight, starlight, and moonlight. Power of revelation, of truth, of illumination. Power that is manifested through goodness and joy and peace light power of the angel be with us hail and welcome power of magic power of the gifts of manifestation of the psychic gifts of the places beyond this one that are full of magic, the power to, c- to cast magic and the power to gather it in, power of the Fae good and the Elven kindreds who are good and powers of the kindreds known and unknown who are good. Be with us now, hail and welcome. circle is cast be it so here and now in the shades between the worlds we also call upon these peoples to attend the rite to stand with us in this circle. Plant and animal spirits, spirits of mountains, rivers, forests, rocks, metal kingdoms, gem kingdoms, metal kingdoms, peoples of the spirits of this planet and all other planets that are in the solar system. Be with us here now and always. We call upon all animal and plant spirits who wish to attend. Be with us now, hail and welcome. the spirits are called to this right so be it done i come to this place and in this time of power right now here and now and I ask the spirits of the plants and animals who have been affected by all this warfare that has happened for I ask to give them peace I ask that they might be remembered upon this day I ask for the healing of the planet I ask for if not peace, a resolution, a balancing. I also pray for all those and call upon those spirits who are willing to help and heal to do so, to bring balance back into the places which are in peril. Earth Spirits, air Spirits, fire Spirits, water Spirits, Earth Spirits, air Spirits, fire Spirits, water Spirits, come to this rite as we call on your power. We honor thee in this time, in this hour. Earth Spirits, air Spirits, spirits, water spirits, earth spirits, air spirits, fire spirits, water spirit. Come now, we ask of thee into this time, bring back the balance and bring back the light. Earth spirits, air spirits, fire spirits, water spirits, earth spirits, air spirits, fire spirits. Water spirits, earth spirits, air spirits, spirits, water spirits, earth spirits, air spirits, fire spirits, water spirits, earth spirits, air spirits, fire fire spirits, spirits, water spirits. Be with us here, we call thee night. I call upon the spirit of Mother N- Mother Earth, Gaia, lady who sustains all of this life that, a- that is upon it, that rests upon your bones, that is life teeming from the places that you are. I ask for balance, lady. Bring back the balance, I pray thee, give us this time. Here, I call out lady. Gaia, Gaia, mother, mother. Gaia, Gaia, mother, mother. Earth, Mother, Earth, Gaia, Gaia. Mother Earth, Mother Earth, Gaia, Gaia. Mother Earth, Mother Earth, Gaia, kaya Mother Earth, Mother Earth, Gaia, Gaia. Mother Earth, Mother Earth, Gaia. Gaia, Mother Earth, Mother Earth, Gaia, Gaia, Mother Earth, Mother Earth, Mother Earth. I ask also, in this time and in this place, that those affected by warfare. That those affected by this uh earthquake in haiti that there be some healing here i ask the spirits at this time and in this place that you would restore that i know that we cannot always have peace it is not something that is often attainable and so at this time, I simply ask for a restoration. Restore what has been broken. Restore what has been broken. Loose the chains, call the name. Call the names, restore all. Restore all, restore all, restore all, restore all. Loose the chains, call the names, restore all. Loose the chains, call the names. the energy here it's incredible <laughs> okay I call upon the spirits of warfare you have reaped your vengeance upon this place you have strengthened those things and now it is a time for balance I pray also and call upon the spirits of Of mind healing who would help those refugees right now who are dealing with warfare and I ask for healing for good things for them for a new start that is that is cleansed of trauma I pray and I call upon the spirits of good fortune be with these people as they start over. I also call upon the spirits to help those in Haiti right now. Haiti is a very, very poor nation. And I pray and I call to the spirits and ask for some prosperity for these people. I ask for good things for them. I ask that families whom I've been lost be found. I ask that the suffering of people be lessened here. I ask also I ask also for help for all those rescue workers who are working in both Afghanistan and Haiti right now. I ask for endurance for them, and preservation of the, their souls and minds through all the trauma that they see and experience. <sighs> oh, spirits hear my call, oh, spirits give it all, oh. Spirits hear my call Spirits give which i have called in this time in this space bring us love bring us space give us hope i hey. direct this energy that I have called up. I direct these prayers, these things that I have asked for, and I now release them. <sighs> In the names of all the spirits who have brought here, I release, whew, I release this energy, and I direct it where it needs to go. Oh, Amen. Uh. You, thank 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 you, I, oh, I felt that, it was, that is, <coughs> I don't know. Thank you for being here in this time and in this space, and for directing the energy, and I thank you for your gifts. Your gifts of inspiration, your gifts of hope, your gifts of peace, your gifts of light and healing and balance. I give thanks, I give thanks, I give thanks to the spirits above. I give thanks. I give thanks to the spirits below. I give thanks. I give thanks. I give thanks to the spirits about. I give thanks. I give thanks. I give thanks the spirits without I give thanks I give thanks I give thanks to the spirits within 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 and without around and about above and below let this power flow oh spirits thank you for this time And now, and now I give to you an offering. I offer this bit of chocolate to you. And I ask that you take the energy that you would from it. That you would receive it with all the intentions that I give it. I thank you for being with me here and now in this circle, in this place. And I ask that you would bless the chocolate as you take from whatever it is you wish from it. It is the only offering I can give in the physical at this time. In the astral (coughs) these are the offerings I give to you feathers receive them I pray incense receive it I pray sacred herbs receive them I pray Holy Spirits Receive these offerings in love, and I hope that you do receive them. So mote it be. So mote it be. And now, planted in all the spirits, good kindreds, all, Mother Nature, Dark God, thank you for being with us, animal spirits who are the gateway to wor- gateways and keepers, angels, fairies, elves, good kindreds, unicorns, elementals, who have stood at the gateway and who have, who have guarded my circle well. I thank you. Spirits of plants and animals who have been attending this circle, you may depart or stay if you will. Go if you must, stay if you will. Magic, and the good kindreds, known and unknown. Go if you must, stay if you will. Powers of light, powers of the angels. Go if you must, stay if you will. Powers of life, power of the unicorn. Go if you must, stay if you will. Powers of water, power of the dolphin. Go if you must, stay if you will. Powers of Fire, Power of the Lion. Go if you must, stay if you will. Powers of the Air, Power of the Golden Eagle. Go if you must, stay if you will. (sighs) Powers of the Earth, (coughs) Powers of the Bear. Go if you must, stay if you will. My circle is open, the gates are closed. THE ENERGY HAS COME AND go. THANK YOU SPIRITS AND THANK YOU ALL ELEMENTALS MOTHER NATURE, DARK GOD, I THANK YOU YOU MAY DEPART IF YOU WILL <sighs> ah, <I> feel alive. <sniffs> Thank you. Hello everyone. It's me. Your hostess Baywell. And I have been thinking about a story, uh, idea. And I thought of it several podcast episodes back. And I just hadn't gotten up the courage to say anything about it, nor to do it. And so I thought about putting this out here as part of the regular podcast segments. I want to apologize, first of all, for all of the terrible, terrible, terrible audio in the last podcast. I took it down because it was terrible. And I was not thrilled with it. And as a podcast person, I want to make sure that any and all quality comes to you. So this story is called Allegiance. And I hope that you like it, and I hope that it gives to you joy as we escape into realms of fantasy. Allegiance Part One. In the land of Tintalia That borders the silver shades West and North Live the Elves The High Elves The Wood Elves And the Elves of the, of the Deep Caves The Deep Elves And Tintalia had flourished and grown for many, many a century. And people had given much credence to the ways of Tintalia. And other Elven nations and even Fairy nations had even come to realize that Tintalia was so great among them that it was called the Shining Spire. A place where all people were free to come But like all great realms, there was a foe that threatened to bring them down. West and north of Tintalia, bordering them across the Silver Sea, was the realm of the Silver Shades. A group of elves who were jealous of anything and anyone who was greater than they Their mages, however, had learned many evil magics and they often sent curses across the water to torment the elves of Tintalia. Unfortunately, their magic had over many, many centuries eaten away at the greatest strength of the Tintalian elves, their immortality. They realized this, unfortunately, after several kings and queens had died unexpectedly. The kings and queens of Tintalia were seen as the greatest and best and most powerful elves of all, for they were part gods. For it was said that long, long ago, in the ancient days of yore, before the veils were opened between realms, That the gods fell in love with the elves and so bore through the generations children who were part god themselves and of course as time passed a little of that power went into each of the elven children that they gave birth to and so that every common man and woman had a tiny piece of the god's gifts the royal kings and queens, however, had much more. And the nobles of Tintalia found themselves seeing themselves as greater than the common folk, for they had the greatest powers from the gods themselves. But we speak of many things. The silver shades saw this gift, for the elves, for many, many years, not die. When it was time for a high king and queen to step down for a younger pair, they simply vanished into the mists. Some said to the realms of the gods where they dined on good food and lived in bliss forever. Some said to a land of only kings and queens where they were served to by beings of such magnificent power Some said they simply wandered in the mist, gaining wisdom. No one knew, ever. But when three kings and queens died in succession, common people knew that it would soon touch them. And after time, and time and time of memorial, it did. Sadly, many of the Elven people began to die. Not quickly, as many would think of a human life being shorter of that than an elven one. Elves still lived many, many, many years. 75 million years to be exact. And when an elf was ready to die they certainly felt power leaving them. And one could find an elf gently gone into the realm of the gods beyond their body left behind in some hidden grotto or a forest or near a great and sacred place some said that the elves each knew when they were going to die and went off to do so in only the company of the gods and so like some of the other kindreds that bordered Tantalia they created the funeral rites And the funeral rites were so beautiful and holy, and beautiful and great. But they were sad too, for they did not see why they had to have them. And then, one night, fateful though it was, they found out the reason for all of their bad fate for a Silver Shade had crossed the Silver Sea and come to the realm of Tintalia. She was seen as the Great Lady. And with her, she brought the information that the Silver Shades, jealous of the Tintalians and all of the wisdom and good things they had, cursed them and ate their, mortality, their immortality little by little and dwindled it away from them. And so by this they hoped to gain that immortality and be better than those of Tintalia. And then she went into the temples of the gods and goddesses and learned of the elven ways and learned to speak the elven languages. For she only knew a little bit of the common tongue and for this she was given a long life and became a speaker for the gods and soon before she died she gave one prophecy and this be the prophecy that one day would come a high king and queen bonded by the powers of enemies and lifted into the realms of power as High King and Queen. And together, the High King and Queen would destroy those curses. And they would ascend to Godhood eventually. And she spoke of the High King and Queen who had come. For the High King and Queen were not born from the previous one, although sometimes that happened. Many times a High King and Queen were married and they were chosen from among the noble families. Well, for many generations after the Great Lady prophesied and died, people hoped and hoped and prayed that the High King and Queen would be chosen and their m- immortality would come back and that the curses would be lifted. Unfortunately, for many, it did not come, and of Tintalia people began to lose their hope. Four, five, six, seven high kings and high queens sat on the throne, and people forgot all about the prophecy except for those priests and priestesses who had begun to worship the great lady as a goddess in her own right and this is where our story begins for on the borders of the inland sea in the great forest of gold and on the coasts of shen are two noble families And these two noble families had always had a great dislike for each other, a great and terrible dislike. For the nobles of Shen thought that those of the Forest of Gold, or Gredor, in the great tongue, thought each other better than the other. But the people of the Forest of Gredor thought that those of the coastlands of Shen were better off. And so there had been petty wars between the two noble families. For many generations, people knew that those two families were always going to fight. And so when there were noble gatherings, if there were those of the Shen. At the gathering, those of the forest of Gredor could never go. And it is at this tale telling, this point in the tale, that we begin our story. For fate has a way of spinning the web. And the gods have a way of bringing about the good things of the earth and uh, their promises. Now head of the coastlands of Shen was Lord Gaston, Gaston of Shen. And of the forest of Gredor was Lord Arendale of Gredor. And Lord Arendale and Lord Gaston, like many of their predecessors, despised one another. But they had a choice to make, for the silver shades were encroaching closer and closer. And though they had not landed upon the elven shores of Tintalia, their curses were getting stronger as the power of the elves of Tintalia was being sucked away dry, barren, and forcefully given. And the elves could feel the powers. And so, on one fateful night, in the capital city of Tarithia, Lord Gaston and Lord Arendelle meet to discuss a plan. Perhaps their plan may work. To save all of Tintalia. Like many cities in great places. Tarithia, the capital of all Tintalia, often shortened to Artha or Erythia. Erythia, the most beautiful and most flamboyant of the names, many people called it. Like many cities, Erythia was seen. As a bustling metropolis the golden cup was where many a noble passed by for a drink and a chat with his fellows, where a lady could speak with the other ladies in the parlors upstairs with the tea where the young lads of the noble families could carouse on a night and where the young girls could rent a room together and have a party and discuss the lords there with Mary. Well, upon this one fateful night came Lord Erendale. I will have a drink, he said, as one was poured for him. Yes, my lord, said the great innkeeper and tavern master. The tavern, the golden cup, was one of the greatest in all the Rithia, With three stories and stables and many of the amenities a noble would want. Servants to wait upon him or her, and good lively conversation without too much of it. Arendelle walked to a seat and was served. He greeted his fellows with a jaunty wave. The music began to play, and some of the wenches came out to dance. The noblemen loved the dancing. And then, In what, Lord Gaston? Well, the innkeeper looked a little angry and said, My lord, <laughs> Lord Arendelle is here. Many of the innkeepers knew to keep Lord Arendelle and Lord Gaston from each other. Lord Gaston called for his drink, floated with a wench, and proceeded to walk toward one of the tables and sat down. Now Lord Arendelle was wearing a cloak of mossy green velvet and it hid his face and he sipped at his cup watching the carousing and the dancing nodding and smiling and clapping and throwing a few coins as many a noble would. And then he looked up as the other person sat next to him, Lord said, "Lord Gaston, not knowing who this fine fellow in his velvet r- velvet cloak would be." Yes, said Lord arrendale in a gruff voice, drinking his drinking his ale with a practiced nod, an inclination of the head for. No one ever knew how high one station was until formal titles had been given. May I be of some assistance to you, my lord, and sit with you? I do not mind, said Lord Erndale, drinking his ale. He called over a wench. Brandy, if you would, for me and my lord here. Thank you. Indeed, indeed, this is a wondrous and good surprise on a cold night. The wind had been blowing, the snow had been falling, and Lord Arndale and Lord Gaston didn't know that each other wanted to come into this place. Well, fine fellow, said Gaston, drinking from the brandy snifter, you do have fine choice. I would know who you are, my lord. Are you from a far-flung land? Are you from a realm of nobility and stock? <laughs> then Lord Arendelle caught it, that certain sound in Lord Gaston's voice. For those of the Forester of Gredor had a little bit of a different accent than from those of the coastal cities of Flannes, Lord Arendelle? said Lord Gaston, a little surprised. A little surprised himself, Arendelle looked up, cloak hood falling. The tavern then went quiet, all except for one crazy old man who laughed at the pair of them. It's a fine, fine fish. "'We have caught a fine, fine fish. Two nobles, two lords, two great duelers of the sword. "'Who will be the bester of the one who is the best?' "'Ha!' he crackled. "'Shut up, you old fool,' said the innkeeper. "'Do you want to be executed for your insolence? "'Those fine lords over there that what you're plotting "'they are great.' And could have ye killed. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care one whit. My life is nothing compared to theirs according to their codex. Will you be silent, old fool? said the innkeeper, coming over. My lords, Lord Arendale <laughs> and Lord Arendale and have you Lord your- Gaston, smiled to each other. Well, since we are both here, said Lord Gaston. Ah, indeed, said Lord Arendelle. Perhaps, my lords, there could be a truce, since neither one of you, since neither one of you came first completely, and though Lord Arendelle is sitting at this table, and you came to sit at it, Perhaps that could be the way of truce between you. He bowed deeply, hoping that he had not offended them. Lord Gaston and Lord Arundel looked to him. Fair point, said Lord Gaston under his breath. Fair point of it. Very well, he said. While we are at this table, there will be truce between us. Fair then, said Lord Arrendale placing his hand on the table his other he put to his cup so that he, so that lord gaston knew that his hands were far from his weapon lord gaston placed a, a hand on his one of his hands on lord Arendale's hand and took his own cup up they clinked cups For this moment then, said Lord Randell, let there be truce between us. Indeed, said Lord Gaston, that is the best we can do for all of Tintalia and fair Arrcia. Very well then, said the innkeeper, walking away with a satisfied nod. Well then, since we are a truce, what say you then, Lord Gaston? of the Silver Shades and what they have been doing to our land. I find it quite terrible," said Lord Gaston. Perhaps, well, you know that the old king is dying and the old queen, and we need a new high king and high queen. Are you suggesting, then, that we merge houses, Lord Arendelle? I am, said Lord Irrendale, with a nod, and another tip of a coin, careful though he was, to make sure that his movements were seen by Lord Gaston. Throwing a coin or two to the wench, he said, more brandy for us, and perhaps some of your finest smoke for us both. Indeed, my lord, said the young wench, in a caring voice, listen up all, there is great power here the two most lords who have hated each other are having truce at this moment i will be back then with your smoke my lords she said with a flirtatious nod wenches said lord gaston oh there was a day wasn't there asked lord arndale i know there was one for me as well Lord Gaston did let himself smile a little. So what you are proposing then is that we join houses in hopes that the new high king and queen will be our son and daughter? What if neither has a son or daughter? If by that way. And this is the proposal I make, said Lord Arrendale, nodding. As the wench brought back their drinks, and, some, and a small bowl filled with smoke, both, ben, both men lit their pipes, ruminated for time. As Lord Ander lifted his hand, I pledge by all the gods, and by my lands, that if this comes not to be, we will still be in truce, and I will give thee something prized of my way. I will give you my title. "'Your title?' "'You know, Lord Gaston, that you have always wanted... "'You have always wanted the coasts of Llen.' "'Aye, indeed,' said Lord Gaston, "'as you have wanted the forests of Gredor.' "'Very well. "'If neither one of us have a child, "'then the draw is tied. "'If, by that light's the high king and queen are not chosen from our children then I receive your title if we do have children but they are not chosen then you may have mine fair deal said Lorendel fair is it then shall I repeat it so that we may make a seal of it Lord Gaston nodded. If we do not have the children, if we do not have the children to suffice it, then we will still keep the truce. If we have a child, if we have children who are chosen, then I receive your title. Oh, my lord, you make it so complicated to the innkeeper coming back. "'This is what I propose. "'Be it so truce this way, then. "'Oh, you old fool!' said Lord Gaston. "'Let us work out the details.' "'Well, if I might have a word,' "'said a woman coming by, "'another nearby, close at hand. "'Now, even though Lord Gaston and Lord Arendelle "'were enemies trying to make a truce,' Their ladies had no such compunctions, and they had known each other from their days at at the greatest school of noble training for women. And so... This is what we will do. We have thought about it for many a long day, said Lady Arendelle's wife. Indeed we have, said Lord Gaston's wife. So what do you propose then, said Lord Arundel. I'm glad that you are at a truce, said Lord Gaston's wife. Here is what we propose. We will join our houses, your house and mine, and our children will be born. If there is a son and a son, or a daughter and a daughter, we will still keep the truce. For you have fought too long, and there's much to lose. If they are chosen, if they are chosen, you may each have half of our land. That way no one loses and no one wins. You have half of our land, and they will have half of our land. Lord Gaston, Lord Arendelle nodded. If they are chosen, then we will all be on the council, the high council. And this truce will end all the bloodshed we have had. Very well. So no one loses, said Lady 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 Shen. Indeed, no one loses. Perhaps we should go to the temple and pray to the gods for it. You are hoping then, my wife, that the prophecy will come to happen to pass? Indeed, my lord. Now let us go from here and let us seal it in the high temple before the priests. If either of you break the truce, if either of you duel each other, Then we have our own conditions. What do those Asked Lord Arendelle? We will not say. Come. And so, standing, the four of them stood. You drive a hard bargain, but very well, our houses will join. And we will pray that our children are chosen as High King and High Queen of all, Tintalia. You both must go to the High King and tell him that you have forgone your bitter feud. Our servants will need to know as well, said Lord Gaston, as they all stood up to leave. Many, many months later, in the deep bowels of winter, stood the castle of Gredor, and inside Lord Gaston paced in his hall. His servants had all scattered at the first cries of his lady wife as she went into birthing. They had sealed their fate at the High Temple, and come with a contract of some sort, and he and Lord Arendelle could be seen tentatively making peace. They weren't chums, as many uh, would think. No, their peace was tentative, and they did everything they could to show that peace. By keeping their hands away from their weapon belts when they gathered together, to offer each other a drink or a smoke at the Golden Cup or any other establishment. And when they saw each other, they placed palm to palm, right hand to right hand, to show that they were in brotherhood and accordance with each other. The High King and High Queen were pleased. For they did not like the fact that their nobles had been feuding on the northwestern border for so very long. And now it was that both women had come into their delicate conditions at the same time, or nearly so. Lady Arendelle's wife. And Lord Gaston's wife were both quite in in a time. And both had gone into confinement about the same time. And so Lord paced, paced his castle. And as did Lord Gaston, both pacing their castles, both wondering when the time would be. we first joined Lord Arendelle at his castle. His servants have gone, scattered to the four winds at the first cry of, My lady! It is time! It is time, my lady! The women of the castle had gone, fled, without giving him a supper. And so he had sat and nibbled on cold cheese and drunk ale and ate crusty, hard bread. He did not have the appetite for it, and gave most of it to the dogs as he paced and wandered. The snow outside blew and blew and blew, and the wind howled at the walls. And there he stood in his lonely hall, the only company with him were the dogs. Most of the men servants had gone off to do some task or other, while in the bower of the lady, his good lady wife, Tiasa, she labored away into the wee hours of the night. And soon, Lord Arndale hoped and prayed and wished, and he called out to the gods the gods must have been listening, for close to dawn came the cry of, "My lady, my lady, my lord, a fine son is born to you on this morn." Praise be the gods! A son, he thought, a great and beautiful son. Tripping over himself, for he had not slept all night, he wandered into his lady's bower, and there she lay with him there a new son in her arms a fine son have we my lord she said tiredly the gods have answered my prayers I would think that Lord Gaston would want a son said Lord Arondale yes but I'm glad we have a son let us pray then that they have a daughter Indeed, my lord, indeed. And so, in that moment, and in that time, they celebrated the birth of their son. A few days later, Lord Gaston found himself in the same place pacing his castle. As the rain pelted, the thunder boomed, the wind rattled the walls. And like Lord Arendelle, he had made all his servants disappear as he paced the hall. And just as he thought that he would never never be wakened again for he had slept and dozed a time or two the healer had come out and had been a bit worried and spoken to him God's God's let my child live he had heard to the great news of the land that Lord Arendale and his lady wife had had a son most men do not pray for a daughter But, Lord Gaston was praying for a daughter. And so, as the sun touched the zenith of the sky and the noon bells rang out, the servant came in. My lady has delivered of a fine young girl, a beautiful young lass. Gaston pretended to look disappointed for most people expected a nobleman man to be disappointed of having a girl but then slowly he walked toward the bower his feet taking him closer and closer when he entered the chamber and saw his wife weakened but whole and their little daughter resting in her arms he did then smile a daughter to call our own. <sighs> Why, Lord Harrondale had the son, us the daughter. That would be reversed speech. From elsewise, said his wife, a bit weakly. For her time of confinement had been one of great pain and sorrow, and she had been greatly weakened by this all thanks to the, sh- to the silver shades who had caused her infirmity. Well, at least now we have a daughter. Indeed. And so, in the forests of, L- of, of Gredor and the coastal cities of Shen, a son and daughter were celebrated. Lord Arendelle and his lady wife, Lord Gaston and his lady wife, all celebrated the birth of their children, hoping and praying that one day they would stand the throne and be high king and high queen of all Tantalia. Hello everyone. Let's take a moment now At this time, to thank the elements who have been with us through this journey of this podcast. Earth, we thank you for your stability, for your power to bring abundance to us all, and the power to sleep as well. We thank her for her powers of regeneration. Air, we thank you for the power of the intellect, the mind, and the power of freedom. We thank him now. Fire, we thank him for his intellect and his power of, uh, his power of will and desire. We thank you, fire, for your power to inspire within us that passion. For all things that we hold to and want in our lives. We thank you, fire. We thank water for her powers of rebirth. For her powers of healing. And transformative energy. We thank you, water. Life. We thank. Life. Life. We thank all, for all is divine, and beautiful, and sacred. Life is sacred. We thank you all. We thank you, life. Light, we thank it for its powers of revelations of truth. However, each of us finds that truth. We thank it for the power to purify. Magic, we thank you for the power to create, the power to move, to change the world to our thoughts. We thank you We thank you, spirits of plant and animal. We thank you, spirits of mountains and rivers and oceans and all the elemental kingdoms. And we thank you as well, kindred who are good to us. The good they, the good she, the good elven kind. And all those known and unknown. We thank you. And at this time, we also thank you, Mother Nature, Dark God, for allowing me the the gifts of this podcast. Someone to be. I'd like to thank all of you who've been through this podcast. And I hope it has given you some peace in the time and place of storm in our lives. And I hope that it has granted you a small shelter of relief in the storm of chaos, in the storm of uncertainty. I hope that you have found some rest. And I hope that you've enjoyed this journey that we've been on together in the realm of spirits. This prayer I say now, may your life be filled with peace, tranquility, and reflection. And may you be blessed, and feel free to walk among the others once more, centered and whole. May the spirits and fairies bless you. This is your hostess, Wild, saying, until next time, blessed be.